Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show, follow the show on Twitter at Strict Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to write a review, that would be great. Write a review on Stitcher, on iTunes, or wherever you're listening to my podcast. If you want to be on the show or you just want to write in and tell me what you think about the show, give me your two cents. I love listening. I mean, hearing from my listeners. Uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, if you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers, especially women. If you have like a problem or a secret life and you want to just talk about it, uh, I'd love to have you on. And just so you know, my show is strictly anonymous because everyone who calls in remains anonymous. I don't know who the people are. I never out them. I mean, like I said, I don't even know who they are. So I couldn't out them even if I wanted to. Um, But you get to make up uh, your name and you get to make up where you're from. I just require you to be honest about everything else. And I could even fuck with your voice, by the way. I could change anyone's voice completely. So... Write in if you want to be on the show, Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. Today I have on the show, today my podcast is late and uh, being aired because I was taping a podcast yesterday, which was really good. I just re- listened to it and edited it. And it's a really good podcast about a guy whose wife cheated on him, like hardcore cheated. And uh, I think it's a great topic because I think a lot of guys can relate. And I think that I give him a lot of good advice about cheating. And we just talk about the subject in a good way. But the problem is, is like towards the, we were having technical issues, which I deleted or like, you know, I edited it out. But towards the end of the conversation, we had spoke probably about 40 minutes. We had more technical issues and we got disconnected. And then he was never uh, reachable. Again, I tried calling him back. I tried emailing him. He just fucking disappeared. I've been trying everything since yesterday. Email. I called him one, only once back once and uh, he's gone. So I, I can't, I just got to air the episode because I think it's really good. Um, so what I decided to do was pair it with another hang up. I have like five hang ups. Most of them are all guys with really bad accents. <laughs> <laughs> that I met on Adult Friend Finder, like three of those, okay? Three poor guys who called up but could barely speak English and then they just hung up. But I also had this one guy who to me was gonna be like one of my best podcasts ever. He was a guy who was gonna who was calling himself Dracula and he, I found him on Craigslist and he was into Blumpkins. I didn't know what a fucking Blumpkin was. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is. If you don't know, you're going to have to listen because he explains it. I asked him to explain it to my listeners because I had never heard of it. But he was really interested in a bl- in Blumpkining or, bl- <laughs> or getting a Blumpkin or having an, like engaging in a Blumpkin with a woman. And that's what we were going to talk about. And we talked about it for a little while. 
Um, his call is not 30, 40 minutes. His call is like 10 minutes, maybe. I don't know. He could have been two hours. I know he was going to be super interesting because he sent me like a million emails, but maybe he was just like all talk, no action. I don't know because this was a guy that had so much shit to say. I could maybe read his emails, but I think that that would be boring. Um, I, you know, but he just called in and explained what bumpkins were. He talked about some early sexual experiences and then he was about to reveal what happened to him when he was like younger and he just like checked out and never to be heard from again, kind of like this guy today. <laughs> he didn't respond to emails, nothing. I tried everything I could to get him back on because he was definitely going to be a good guy to talk to. Uh, and he sounded funny too and cool, but I don't know. He checked out and that was it. So anyway, I paired him up with this guy because they're just like hangups, two hangups, two interesting calls. Um, so if you want to know what a Blumpkin is, you'll, uh, you'll, you have to listen to the cheating episode first. <laughs> and if you're into cheating and maybe you don't care what a Blumpkin is, I suggest just waiting to hear the second one. Cause like I said, it's only 10 minutes and it's kind of entertaining. His name is Dracula. So after that one ends, I'll, I'll do a little like something to pair them up together. And that's, that's the, that's it. So I'll be right back on with Dave. <laughs> Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hi, this is Dave from Colorado. Yes, it is. Hey, Dave from Colorado. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, um, you, I responded to your ad. I just reread your ad on Craigslist that you posted, and it just basically doesn't give a lot of information. And that's the way I like to take my calls anyway. And basically, what happened is your wife, you caught your wife cheating on you, and you're looking for a woman's perspective. And I know the emails that we that went back and forth between us, like you kept saying to me, like it's so odd that somebody's emailing me on Craigslist you know, to be on a show, which I get, but I would say probably some people would say it's very odd that you posted your ad on Craigslist, right? So I wonder, because yeah. I get a lot of people that post, I see a lot of guys, I, I put in a search term, I just put in the word advice, and then I get all these e um, ads for all over the United States that guys like you are posting and they're looking for advice. Do you think it's because like, I mean, why did you post your ad on Craigslist in the casual encounters department about your wife cheating? Say that again. Why did you post your ad right in that the on Craigslist looking for advice? Is it because like you don't have any female friends, or is it because you don't want anyone to know? Like in your regular life, what what happened with your wife? Like why would you why why does somebody post an ad on Craigslist looking for strangers' advice? I know why I do it, and I have a feeling I know why maybe you would do it, but I'm just wondering from you. I I did it because. Like your second way you said, it was, uh, I don't, I kind of want to keep it, no one really knows, so I don't, I kind of want to keep it, you know, confidential, anonymous, you know. Uh -huh. I don't want a bunch of people to know my business. Right. And I think it's pretty, like, embarrassing, right? When, I mean, it's the same thing for a woman. I've had guys cheat on me before. I think we've all experienced it. I think women experience it a lot more than men. 
because a lot mm-hmm. of men cheat. I think it's a little, I mean, women cheat too all the time, right? My brother's wife, he mm-hmm. caught his first wife cheating on him. Um, so it happens. and But I think when it happens to a guy, it's even more sort of horrifying because it's not really common. And I think a lot of guys like to keep that under wraps because it doesn't happen often. And I think um, mm-hmm. it's kind of embarrassing for a guy, right? Like on a certain yeah. level. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. So, could you tell me the details? And I know you're like you're 34, right? How long you got? How long have you and your wife been married for? So we've been married just over six years. So you've been together for a long time, right? And now, how did you find mm-hmm. out that your wife was cheating on you? Um, I found out by actually catching her in the act. You're fucking kidding me. Like, you walked in on her with the guy? Yeah, I did. I, uh, so I, I'm away a good amount on, on business. So I usually, if I'm gone, I usually leave on, like, a Sunday night and come back Friday night. Um, uh-huh. I don't think I've ever come home early. So I came back on a Thursday night. I didn't, I didn't tell her. I was just going to come home figuring, you know, things would be normal. You know, not necessarily a surprise, but just, you know, just to come home early. And so I walked in the door, and they were right there in the living room. They were right in the living room? Yeah. And were they actually having sex, or were they just, like, getting, in, like, like they were, I mean, like, how much into the cheating were they involved in when you saw them? Um, uh, well, they were, they were actually having sex, like. Oh, my God. Let me yeah. ask you this. Did you know the guy? I did not know the guy, so that was always good. Okay, so what did, oh my God, they must have flipped out when you walked in. Like, what? Yeah, it, they, <laughs> it was, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how much detail you want, so. Um, All the details. It, <laughs> so when I walked in, I, I was totally shocked, and they both were too, and they both jumped up. Um, you know, she started saying she was sorry, and he didn't say anything, he was just kind of also in full shock. Uh-huh. And then. I didn't do what most guys think they would do or what I thought I would do, like, you know, kick the guy's ass or whatever. Totally. I just, I just said, I'm going to leave. In 10 minutes, you guys look like they better be gone. And then so I just turned around and left. Let me tell so, you, that's a much more common reaction. I've been in this situation. I'm like a, somebody that really knows how to speak up for myself. And I would think like in certain, so you would think in certain situations, you know, I'd be the type that would step up and kick someone's ass in the middle of a situation like that too. But I have to say that what happens when you get in, mo- when most people get in, like when faced with a situation like that, you do go into shock and you cannot react appropriately like there's Mm -hmm. just a delayed reaction like you go over it in your head and you think to yourself like you know maybe three days later like oh my god I wish I would have done this and that you know um but it's very common I think to just sit there and and sort of freeze up because it's Mm -hmm. there you are in shock for sure you know I think it's much more of a human being reaction is what I'm trying to say. Even though like in the movies, they might play it out like someone beats the shit out of it. But I think in real life, the way it really goes down is a lot of times it's just so shocking and you're just, it's like seeing a car accident. You almost, you're you're like sort of outside of yourself, you know, because I think Mm -hmm. it's our our brain's way of like sort of being able to process a really horrifying situation that we kind of like get out of ourselves. Like we check out of it a little bit, you know, because it's almost too much to take that in, right? 
So yeah, you left, right? It's like, I think it's survival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all right. So you leave, right? You're gone for 10 minutes. You come back mm-hmm. and then was that guy, I'm assuming the guy was gone, right? Yeah, they, actually, they were both gone. I, I, I had them both. I told them both that they needed to leave. So, oh, she was gone too. Yeah, so it was, it was actually a couple of days before I, I talked to her again. Now, do you guys have kids? No, we don't. So, so that that's always good. Right, you didn't have to figure out what to do with the poor kids in the middle of the situation. So there was a call. Like yeah. now, was she trying to reach out to you in those beginning? You know, like in the- uh, yeah, she was texting me and stuff. You know, saying she was sorry and and she wanted to talk. You know, obviously, I guess explain yourself. You know. Uh huh. So. And you. So, were- but I, I I ignored her for you know a couple of days. Now let me ask you this: Who did you talk to? Like you're, you were like probably in the worst place of your life. Like you're so horrified what just happened. Who were you? Able, did you tell anybody what went down? You know, there's there very few people who know, and that's kind of why I went on to Craigslist. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty things in a lot. Listen, a lot of guys are. Women are much more. That's why I think, you know, guys like calling into my show and why, like, in a weird way, this is, like, a good thing to do and I get more men than women because most women are very open about what goes on in their life. They're very open about their feelings and stuff with their friends. You know, that's just, like, a woman thing. But guys aren't sort of like that. They're not wired that way. So when guys have problems, they don't really have anyone to talk to. You know, guys just don't do that kind of stuff. They don't call up their friend yeah. and say, hey, I got a problem. Women do that all the time. So I get mostly men calling in, but men get have problems. Like, you know, shit happens. And who do you have to talk to? And I find that across the board, a lot of guys don't have anyone that they could talk to. So I know that you said you don't have many people that really know, but like in those three days while you're sitting there not talking to her, just taking it all in, like what are you doing? Are you just in your head about it? Was there at least one person that you could call and talk to about this? I didn't didn't talk to anyone. It was just all in my head. I was trying to work through it. Now let me ask you this, because this is what I believe about cheating and you know, I talk about it with my guy friends a lot, I think, and I don't know if I'm just like sort of perpetuating a double standard, but I think a lot of guys cheat because they need variety and they need a different kind of piece of ass, you know, whatever. And they're just wired that way. But I always feel like when a woman cheats, she's either like, I don't know, it, it, a lot of times it's because she's unhappy in the relationship, more so than yeah. she's just physically turned on by some guy that walked down the street and she's like, oh, I got to fuck him. You know, why girls aren't sort of, women aren't sort of like that, you know? So a lot of times by the time a woman cheats in a relationship, what I think is probably that woman was unhappy in that relationship and her needs weren't getting met. And unfortunately, what I think happens in a lot of relationships is a woman speaks up when she's unhappy for a long time. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately what happens is most guys don't really listen to women (laughs) or they don't believe them. Do you know what I mean? They try to like kind of turn it off, you know, and this is like a common problem that happens in relationships because the woman's complaining, complaining, complaining. The guy just thinks she's a fucking nag. And then, you know, after she complains and she speaks up and she really gives you the information that you need to make things better if you don't really listen as a guy and you don't really change, like there's this point of no return that a lot of times by the guy, the, by the time a guy, a woman either leaves a man or she's cheating and she's gone that far, a lot of times it's kind of too late. Like you've let that, those problems go, you know, for so long. Yeah. So do you feel like that's true in your relationship? Like you guys were having problems and you were just kind of like sweeping it under the table? Yeah, 
I, I don't I actually don't think so. I think our, our relationship was pretty good. I think our biggest issue was me being gone so much and mm-hmm. she, she I've had a little bit of time in turmoil with this. And she she liked attention. She liked you know, and I think Well she probably needed it. I mean the difference is that she didn't like it, she probably needed it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she kind of needed that attention. That, that, in, in, that, that's kind of what I think. That, uh, our, our relationship, unless I'm totally, totally oblivious, which is possible. Um, yes, a lot of guys are but, totally oblivious. Just so you know. yeah, but it's pretty decent. You know, we, you know, the biggest thing that we would talk about was, you know, or our biggest problems would be me being gone so much and not being able to give her that attention or, you know, that she needed. Right, but see, that's a big problem, you know? That's a mm-hmm. that's a big problem, you know? And that's unfortunate because, like, you say from your perspective and maybe p- from hers that you guys were pretty compatible, right, on every other level. And when you were together, things mm-hmm. were pretty okay, right? But you travel mm-hmm. for business so much and you're just not there. And that's really hard on any relationship. Like, yeah. it really is. Especially, I don't think that there's many women out there that could deal with not having a guy, you know, being really close with a guy and having that being her only guy and the only person that's supplying her with the stuff that she needs, you know, and have him sort of gone for more than half of the week, right? Are you a consultant? Mm-hmm. So you do consulting work? Do you, do, are you a consultant? Yeah, I do that type of stuff. Yeah. Right. So you're gone and it's like, you know, the whole week and you really are there. So you're really gone more than you are you know, at home. And if you really think about it, right, because once I had a girlfriend who was like, oh, my guy goes down to Florida two times, uh, you know, two weeks out of every uh, month. And I'm like, oh, so basically you guys don't spend six months out of the year together. And she like kind of never looked at it that way. And she was kind of horrified when you put it that way. So if you really think about your situation, you put it in that kind of terms, you know, this woman has to deal with seeing her husband maybe like three months out of the year, if you put it total together. That's really, really difficult. And it puts, it's such a tough situation for you because what can you do? You know, that's what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. That's how you were supporting her, right? That's how you, you know, and she went into it knowing that that's what you did, right? I'm assuming you were always a consultant. Yeah, so I've been doing this for a while, so. You what? I've I've been doing it for a while, so before we met, I was doing this type of work. Right, so the whole time you were married, she was doing that. But, you know... I think it's a really, I think it's really hard. And I think, um, Mm -hmm. you know, what happens when you leave a lot of time in between being together, uh, people could meet people. Shit could go down. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you leave somebody alone for five days out of the week. Okay. People meet people in life, you know? So I just don't think it's really good because shit happens. You know, maybe, how did you ever get the story of where she met her guy? The guy that she was with. Yeah, I got a, I got a few. I mean, he was actually, uh, I'm actually an older coworker that she's been with me for a while. Yeah, see, that's what happens. Like you're spending time with people in your life, and you don't have anything else going on. Even though she had that relationship with you, right? And then she establishes mm-hmm. like a friendship with somebody, and those things could turn. Like that happens in real life. Like so, I think it's not good to have so much time apart. But like, what do you do in your situation when that's just the way that yeah. it goes? You know, you're not gonna change your. You can't change your career, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could. I- Depends on you. I don't know how much money I've made, or, you know, anything like that. But you know, right. So right now, I'm kind of in. You know, I'm kind of in it. So 
Now, let me ask you this, Wendy. So when you finally talked to her, what happened? Like, what was that first meeting like when you finally decided to? Because I'm assuming you guys have had conversations and you eventually met up with her after you didn't see her for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, Well, it's, you know, obviously her being sorry. Me, you know, kind of wondering, you know, why. And and she did some of the things that I wasn't there all the time and she needed it. And it just kind of evolved into, you know, a physical relationship. Yeah, stuff like that just happens, I'm telling you. It's not so, like, she's not this terrible person that probably set out to have an affair. Like, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm probably, right? I mean, some people are pretty messed up, and some people are, like, total damaged goods, and they'll just cheat on anyone because they're insecure and it comes to that. But sometimes yeah. regular people that are pretty solid wind up cheating because shit just happens. That's why people should be very non-judgmental to other people that cheat because you never fucking know if it'll happen to you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because stuff just yeah. goes down, right? She probably mm-hmm. did not set out to cheat on you. Even though she didn't like the situation, she probably just became friends with this guy and things sort of evolved and, you know, they crossed the line. Um, that yeah. stuff happens. Yeah. Even and, if you don't think it would ever so- happen to you. Yeah, and I also believe that she, you know, once that does happen, it gets more intimate, then you got that, that newness of a relationship, you know? Oh, totally. I mean, listen, I watch a lot. I'm like obsessed with Datelines and 48 Hours and, you know, everyone's always killing someone because they fall in love with another person that they're cheating with. And I'm always like, they're so dumb. Like, of course, the cheating person is always going to seem great. You know what I mean? Because you don't Mm -hmm. even really know them. They're not really a part of your regular real life. Right. It's just this sort of illicit scenario and it's, you know, you're seeing each other with a small amount of time. And I mean, listen, some people, maybe they could take that kind of situation and turn it into a relationship that lasts. But most of the time, I think it's most people are having more fun in there with the cheating person because they're not really having a real relationship with that person. And anybody that's Mm -hmm. stupid enough to leave the real person for the person they're cheating, I think is heading for like you know, a, a downfall yeah. because I don't think it te- technically or typically works out, right? I mean, you yeah. and her are the ones that are having the real relationship. You and her are the ones that need to work on your relationship. This guy was just sort of there and she was sort of using him for what she mm-hmm. wasn't getting in her relationship. But you guys have the history, right? Like yeah. you guys have yeah, been together for so long. Yeah, so... Yeah, but okay, but let me ask you this. So when you finally, what was that first meeting like? She explained to you how she met him, right? And like, mm-hmm. and does she, I mean, is she sitting there? Listen, there's two ways this could go. You know, some people will be like, you know what? I'm in love with this person and I want to leave you. Like you see that happen, right? Um, is she mm-hmm. saying that to you or was she saying this was a mistake and I want to stay with you? No, it, it was the, the latter. You know, this was a mistake. She wanted to stay with me. Um, you know, forgive uh-huh. her that type of stuff. Right. Uh huh. And it's so, hard because, like, you, I mean, let me ask you this because I had one boyfriend cheat on me once and I totally trusted him. Like, I really 100% trusted him. So that whole cheating thing took me, like, by total shock, right? And I think we've all had mm-hmm. moments like that in life. And when you, to me, when something like that happens, when someone looks you in the eye and completely lies and you have no idea and someone you totally, it really fucks with your sense of trust and it could really ruin you for a while. I mean, it did for me, you know, um, how, like, so how long ago did this happen? Um, a little over a month ago. 
did you completely trust her like you would never have believed that she would do something like that like did you guys have total trust in your relationship uh, yeah i did i mean i mean i would like she told me she was going somewhere i was i, I believed her if i you know i never would check her phone i didn't care what was on emails I, you know i just didn't think she would ever do that let me ask you so, this were you ever did you ever cheat on her i i have not no Right, so you were totally monogamous, even though you were always on the road. Yes. Right, and let me ask you this too: Did she it, cop to like seeing this guy for a long time? Is it something that had just started? Were there other people? Like, did she sort of open up and tell you everything, or like, what did she say about the whole situation? Um, the story she told me was about five months ago or so. They started working more together, you know, and it involved into having lunches and it involved into having dinner. And then I would say about, from what she said, two months, mm-hmm. about two months ago, she, they, it started getting more intimate physical kissing. Um, and then it, it evolved into, you know, fondling and then getting naked, giving each other oral and having actual sex. Yeah. Well, yeah um, okay. and, and so then they, uh, so after, you know, once they, they started getting into it, how often was it? And so, once they got into full-on sex, she said when I was gone, they'd have sex three or four times a week. So Oy. they were doing it a lot. How For yeah. how long? Two months? Um, for about, yeah, probably a little over a month. Right. That must have killed you to hear that. Yeah, that was that was pretty tough. I mean, she was, you know, you know, whenever I left, she went to his house or he came over and they, you know, they fucked. Right, and that's really hard, too, the fact that, you know, when someone brings somebody into your house, you know, like, that's your house. That's where you guys live. Like, that's your couch, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, like, yeah. really, I think, you know, it's such a betrayal, you know. All that stuff is very hard to get past. Um, mm-hmm. Though, I'm not somebody, I, this is the thing, like, I'm not somebody that thinks just because somebody cheated on you you have to leave them, right? I think mm-hmm. each situation is very different. And I think depending on how much you have invested in a relationship, it's like that. those kind of things, like that information uh, changes things. Like, hey, listen, if you're dating someone for a year and they cheat on you, I'd say leave that person, you know? But when yeah. somebody has kids or they've been together for a long time, like sometimes you're like, you know, shit happens. And sometimes you don't, it's not, uh, you know, there. it's not, uh, the to- like it's not the a reason to totally let go of everything that you had with the person, but sometimes it is, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the situation. You know, you have to take every situation separately. Like I said, I don't think it's a blanket statement just someone because someone cheated you, you should leave. It just depends on what's involved and how you feel and whether you think you could ever trust somebody again. I think people do get through that and people can learn to trust again in a relationship, but I think it's really, really hard, you know, and that's what you have to kind of think about. I'm assuming because you're putting this ad out and you're looking for advice, like you don't know what you want to do, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm torn between, you know, one or the other. Do I stay or do I go, you know? Right, because you obviously said, like, things were good be- in, between you and her, but, you know, and so you didn't really have any other issues. And you guys, were you guys planning on having kids? Um, yeah, eventually. But, you know, it's gone a lot. So we decided to hold off until either I changed jobs or, you know, something happened, you know. 
So let me ask you this. How far out were you from actually changing jobs? Like if you could um, change jobs, even... you know, for to have kids and to start that part of your life. You got, you're 34, right? So like when did you plan yeah. on making that move? Well, it's probably been a couple of years because um, I would, you know, moved up enough where I wouldn't have to travel as much, you know. Right, but that's not going to happen anytime probably. soon? No. Right. So, and how does she, like, have you guys discussed, like, where you go from here? Like, what, like, what you would do? What about getting some sort of therapy between you guys? Um, we, we, we've talked maybe about therapy. Um, we haven't agreed on that, but we, I mean, really, we don't know where we're going to go. And I, I have no clue where to go. So that's kind of why my posting is maybe not the greatest advice from people, but. No, no, no. Listen, you know, I don't know. Have you had people respond to you like anybody? Besides me, <laughs> I've, I've had people actually a, a good amount of people respond. It's you know a varied responses, you know. So, but I mean, have you gotten any like advice from people? Yeah, the the, the, the most normal advice I would get was, um, you know, go see a therapist. Don't divorce right away. You know, make sure that you. This is what you. Right. Exactly, um, and I think that that is. The, the best advice, you know, seek therapy for sure, because to build trust in a relationship is really difficult. Um, you're going to need therapy just on your own to f- so that you could have help with that, especially also mm-hmm. like I remember with the boyfriend who totally cheated on me. Eventually, I, I turned into a crazy, distrustful maniac when I was dating him. And uh, I remember when I broke up with him finally because I couldn't take it. He was just like, oh, that's fine. Like, you're so psychotic anyway. Like, and I was like, no, like my psychosis ends with you. I didn't trust you. Like, I'll leave you and I'll be fine. And that wasn't true. Actually, unfortunately, what happened was that distrust and what happened with him you know, stayed with me and I became a very distrustful person in my relationships after. I thought, oh, once I leave him and, you know, I could just go trust somebody else. It was him that was the problem, which is true. But it's not just, unfortunately, it's not the way that it works. You know, sometimes like, you know, when you're, someone pulls the rug out from under you like that, your sense of trust goes out the window and it goes out the window for everybody. So you have to really work on that with yourself. So you definitely want to get therapy for that part of you so that no matter yeah. who you're with, whether it's her and you're going to learn how to trust her again, or it's another woman and you have to learn how to trust a woman, as long as you're going to be keeping, you know, you're going to have this job, even if you left her tomorrow, right? You're mm-hmm. going to meet another woman. You might be afraid, most likely that it'll happen again because you're on the road. And how do you, how do you trust anybody now when you sort of leave and you don't want to become a crazy, distrustful person, but you're going to have the, you, you might go down that path because of what happened. So you want therapy yourself. And then I do believe mm-hmm. that you want to have therapy between you and your girl. Cause you guys have been together for a while. You only have a couple more years to go before, you know, things change. And you could be home all the time and maybe you guys were going to have kids and things were really good between you. It's the only problem is, is that you're not around enough, right? But what's the solution to that for the next couple of years? How is she going to be able to deal with that if she can't, you know, because she get a hobby or do something like what, you know, what is, what is she going to do that is going to make you feel like, okay, things are different because for her to say, oh, I'll just let's just go back and be together and you're going to go on the road. Like, you know, if something doesn't change, what, why are you going to believe that she's not going to go do the same thing? You know? 
And I think... Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, totally. Yeah, so it has to be... You have to be given some tools and some ideas of how to change the situation with that while you because you can't change your job you know and I think a good couples counselor marriage therapist whatever would be able to help and you guys should probably go down that route first before you divorce because Mm -hmm. like I said you said that you don't have any other problems like you guys are pretty good together it's just the distance thing but that's a problem for her you know yes and that's how is she going to resolve it? That's what she needs therapy for, too, you know? And I get yeah, that. Definitely. I think that that's really hard to spend five days alone when you have a relationship and you have nobody to go out to dinner with, you know, and especially if she's a woman and there's a guy and he could feel that she's starting to like him. I mean, that guy knew how to get down her pants. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was like needy of something and sort of vulnerable and you know I think it's a lot worse when you're dealing with men compared to women because women know how to control their vaginas <laughs> do you know what I mean like guys is a lot yeah. harder to control them so you know this guy went in for the kill because they were spending so much time together what can you do um, Yeah. but I think you know you have uh, how long ago did this happen I know I asked that again how long ago did this happen uh- over a month. So, you, have you guys been living in the same house? Uh, yeah, we're in different rooms right now. Right, and like, are you guys communicating with each other? Like, what's the vibe around the house? It, it's not horrible right now. Um, we do talk and stuff, but again, I'm gone a lot, so it's not really you know, each other a whole lot. You right. Know? So that kind of helps out. So. And now, what are you like? What has she said about the guy? Like. I mean, how do you know, like when you leave now for the past couple of months, like how do you know that she's not with that guy? What did she say to you? Um, she just, I mean, there's not much she can say other than she's not going to do it again. Right. Um, he still works at her job. They still work together. Yeah, they do still work together. Right. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, there's, I mean, I think there's not a whole lot, you know. hope that doesn't happen again and, and until we figure out what's going on. You know, if it's just a the divorce, then I guess no big deal. She can do what she wants. But, you know. Right. But as of right now, um, she says that her and that guy aren't together anymore, even though, but she's still, I don't know, that would be really hard for me. Like, you know, for yeah, a while she goes to work and he's there. Yeah, it, it, it's tough, definitely. For you, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's definitely tough. Let me ask you this: Like, do, were they like texting and sexting and all that shit? Did you ever find out about any of that stuff? Um, not. They didn't text or sex. They did a lot of a lot of email. Oh, um, really? How did you find yeah. out that she showed you or she told you? Um, she told me and she showed me some stuff. Right now, let me ask you this: Because I turned into a total snooper maniac when my boyfriend cheated on me. I, you know, I couldn't take it. Like, have you had the urge to sort of check her email or her phone? Like, have you felt yourself going a little, getting a little nutty about things? Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Um, a little bit. Not not too much. I mean, I guess I could if I wanted to. No, I think um, it's but... good if you don't. I mean, that's why for me it's really hard to be with someone that I don't trust or that I because I have the tendency to get like crazy about it because I want to know things you know so yeah. and then i went and and was yeah. looking for it and it made me nuts <laughs> you know and i don't like to feel and, I, and then the guy wanted to know things too like probably different than what a girl would know i want to know like how many times did you have sex what did you do with it you know where are other guys you know things like that right not just are you talking to them you know Right, right. Yeah, but and you just want to know: Are you still with him now? And if it's not, that's like that's cool. Yeah, it's, I guess it's better to be a guy, so you're not so nutty about it, and that's a good thing, because I think when you start to get a little crazy, it's almost it wouldn't be good, especially for you, because you're not around. Like you kind of have to, like sort of trust her now, because she still works with the guy, and you're not around. Mm-hmm so much so i mean that would make you crazy if you went down that place so that's good that you're not because i I, you know how would you survive but you know i I mean have you guys had any kind of family functions that you've had to go together and sort of make appearances since this Uh, has happened well we went to one function a friend function and we i think we played she really, I mean, I guess she probably might have told friends or something like that. But as far as I know, she hasn't really told anyone. Hello? Fuck. Okay, so that's when I lost him. But personally, the reason why I'm still airing it is because I think it's like a full podcast. Really, I got all the information I needed. He's at a point, I mean, this just happened where he doesn't know what he's going to do about it. Um, I'm not going to tell him what to do. I can't do that in that kind of a situation. It's not my place, really. You know, he's got to figure it out on his own. So really, what more did we need to talk to him about? Now on to Dracul. It's not Dracula. I just re-listened. <laughs> it's Dracul, uh, who's into Blumpkins. So I'm going to be right on with Dracul. Cool, you're on the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And yourself? I'm doing fantastic too, except I've taped a lot of podcasts today and I kind of woke up with a like bad like throat pain. And so you're my last one of the day. And you are probably the most interesting of the ones I've taped today. <laughs> I had to like literally go back and read all your emails because you threw a lot of stuff out there in the emails. <laughs> Um, and let's start off with like the first thing I have replied to now that you put out there looking for some advice, quote unquote, on how you could get your girlfriend to be your blumpkin, which I didn't know what the fuck that meant. I mean, to be honest with you, I just replied to the ad and like, hey, you want to call into my show? And you're like, do you know what that is? And then you explained it to me. So why don't you explain it to my listeners? Like, is that a term that's like people really know and I'm just like not with it or is it something that you made up or like what's the deal with that word? Uh, well, it's kind of a, uh, I guess an oddball thing, but um, uh tend to enjoy those. But uh, for everybody I'm kind of unsure, uh, I never heard the term either, but I'd always kind of appreciated the act or the, uh, the uh, closeness that that could bring. 
and uh, a blumpkin is uh, basically a. It's not necessarily the act; it's more a reference to the person. But uh, this person would uh, perform oral sex on you while you're taking your morning shit. <laughs> I just think it's. I just think it's so funny that nobody would have known exactly where you're going with that because you start off by explaining that it's something that would bring you closer <laughs> to somebody, <laughs> right? And like create yeah, it would more intimacy. Bring closer to me. <laughs> They'd be closer to your shit. That's for sure. Um, and that's something well, that you're it, it, into having, like, you're that's something that you're into doing, or is that a joke? Like, I want to just know, like, is that something that you're very seriously interested in doing, or do you just put it out there to see what kind of like responses you get from people? I know you've had you have a very interesting life sexually besides this whole thing because you sent me some emails about stuff that you did, but like with this, is this a real thing that you really want to do, or is it kind of like a joke? Uh, well, it's uh, uh, certainly I wouldn't I would enjoy it. Uh, it's uh, there's maybe a little bit of both sides of it, but um, basically, it, I want to. The reason for my ad was to more get advice on uh, if I can get her to to be that for me, then I would also have the amazing superpowers to pretty much convince her to do anything else I would want you know because obviously if you can get that then you can get just about anything that you would like right so maybe that's like your backdoor way of like sort of getting like what your maybe your ultimate fantasy is is to get a woman to just do whatever the fuck you want and like you say if you put that out there and the girl says hey I'm into that you're like oh that's that girl's going to be like your slave. She'll do anything for you. I mean, did you ever think of getting into that world, that whole fetish world of like bondage and stuff? Because, you know, people in that world do get slaves and they do get submissive women who will, you know, sort of attach to them, create a very intimate relationship. The man controls that submissive woman and that woman has to do whatever that guy wants. Have you ever thought of getting into that world so that you could have that fantasy of having that woman be totally submissive to you? Well, uh, been there, done that. I'm uh, I'm 43 years old, so uh-huh. um, you know this not um, uh, uh, not my first rodeo by any means. No, but, I know because uh, I so remember. Far- let me just tell you the one thing that I was really fascinated is you said like when you were 20, you got back. Uh, I guess you were like you were. At twenty, you just said that you fucked a sixty-eight-year-old for a while, yeah, right? I think, was I think she was some sixty-five, sixty-eight. You know, she was younger than seventy, but older than sixty-five. So I'm not sure kind of where in that. Right. But that's, you know, that's not a big deal. It was just a curiosity. I didn't even think anything unusual about it at the time until mm-hmm. my buddy was like, "What's up with fucking grandma?" And I was like, "I don't know. She still <laughs> tastes good. It's all good." <laughs> right. No, but I mean, the whole point I bring it up is because you started, I mean, that's like at 20 years old, you're sort of doing something that's so out of the box to most people. But for you, that's just like normal. When did you lose your virginity? How old were uh, you? Let's see. I guess uh, I was probably 12 or so. Mm-hmm. And, and who uh, was it with? Who did you lose your virginity with at 12? Like, what grade uh, are you I in at 12? Do you know? Is that I like sixth grade? Buddy, I took my buddy's sister, which was awesome. How old was the sister? 
she was older. I think she was, I think she was 16 or, you know, something like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. But a couple of us, a couple of us kind of tapped it. You know, it's kind of one of those things. His, it was kind of weird is his brother did too with like, like his own, well, it's just like his half sister, I guess, you know, but. They were like dramatic. But he got sloppy seconds. I at least got the first shot at it, you know. But you know, being a twelve year old, whatever, you know, younger kid, it's like, you know, and she was cute too. It's like, okay, you know, sure, you know. And I kind of had to get like a little instruction set going, you know. But Mm -hmm. so you lost your virginity at twelve with your friend's sister, and after that sister fucked you, she fucked her half brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great yeah, story. Much. That's an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> when you say half brother, what does that mean? Does that mean that she's like related to that guy through like one of her parents, but not the other? Yeah, I think they both had the same dad. Yeah, I think it's both had the same dad. If right. I remember was, right, were you guys like was she wasted? Uh, I, I don't know. I was twelve years old. Third, I don't know. That's a long time ago. I know. How old is 12? I'm trying to figure out what age. Do you remember what grade 12, 12 years old is? Is that like sixth know, grade? But, I don't know. But you know, a lot of kids do. You know, I did some really screwed up stuff when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And what trips me out now when I go and I look at kids that are that age and yeah. I go, oh my God, I know. what the hell was I doing? That's just, that just weirds me out. Yeah, because you, know? like, you felt like at that age, right? Like I used to literally, I got thrown out of like a bunch of high schools and I was really bad when I was younger and I used to smoke pot so i went to this like high school for people that get thrown out of high school we were, like the wayward kids right and we were picked up by like one of those little buses and at your house like it was great like you just had to walk out they honked and he would honk like 10 times till i came out and then i'd get on the bus and i'd i'd relate a joint and i would smoke weed with my bus driver every morning on my way to work and when i think about how when I see kids at, on that at that age and they look so little to me, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking like ninth grade, tenth grade. Like I just can't believe the shit that I was doing because I didn't feel so little then. You know, like I thought I was an adult at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And it, but you know, it's a different world even for you know even for us. I think even just you know twenty years ago or how you know however long ago, it's a different world than it is now. So yeah, totally. So you, I, I had something very traumatic happen when I was a kid, and so I kind of like when I think of things that I did when I was a kid, it's either before this happened or after this happened. You know, so far as you know, like a timestamp. But right, what happened I, to you? Do you mind? Would you mind bringing up what happened to no, you? No, no, not at all. I mean, it's. Um, I was, I had just turned 13. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. I can't hear you. Hello? I don't hear you at all. Oh, fuck. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, 
Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.